0: Hey friends, welcome back to the Boldly Pursuing Podcast. Today we are interviewing Lillian Reed. Lillian, I'm going to let you introduce yourself. I have a lot of things to say about you. You know I love you and we have a fun relationship and how we met and the cool things that we have gotten to do together so far, but why don't you take a second and introduce yourself and tell us kind of where you are now and everything like that.
1: Yes. Hello. So I am a sophomore in college right now at Manhattan Christian College. um, And I am also a photographer. I do weddings and seniors and families and all of that fun stuff. And so I've obviously been able to connect to you through photography, but then also way before that. And so that has been a lot of
0: fun. Yeah, so I originally met you because you are best friends with my little sister, Madison. So I've known you for a long time, but then when you started doing photography, you... Okay, how old are you now? 19. Okay, so you were either... Were you 17 or 18 when we shot the cover for my book?
1: Um,
0: Let's see, I think 17... Okay, so you were 17 years old and shot the cover of my book with Waterbrook Publishing, which is the leg of Penguin Random House, which is a huge publishing company. So you have street cred.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it is really crazy to think about. Like... (laughs) Yeah, it's it's it was an amazing opportunity. So
0: <laughs> I I kind of felt bad because I felt like I latched onto you and I saw how amazing you were at photography, but you kind of doubted yourself or I don't know, second guessed yourself maybe, and I just kind of latched onto you and I was like, Nope, we're doing this. I'm not even giving you a choice. I see how good you are at it and it's been so fun to just see you evolve in all of the things that you've got to do the photography sessions and all the cool things that you're getting to do. I love that. But okay, so along with photography, you and some of your friends, right, started Grow in Grace. So I know a little bit about it. I know kind of what you've told me about it. But tell me what Grow in Grace is and how it got started and kind of what's going on with it, because it's really neat.
1: Yes, so it kind of has a crazy origin story. So last summer, I, me and my friends, long story short, we put on a, um, a conference for high school and college-age women. Um, but then this actually all kind of started the summer before I went to college for my freshman year. I was very passionate about Jesus and coffee and plants and photography. And I wanted a way to combine all of those together. And so, and I also just kind of like, I just had this feeling that I needed to do something for God, but I didn't know what and I didn't know how. And so I was like, How, God, what do I do? What do I do with all these things that I'm passionate about and include you in all of it? And so I had this idea to, to just kind of advertise kind of like a, middle, a, a mini like Bible study type thing, but kind of just like a one day, like little mini event type thing. And I told one of my friends about it and they go, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to come to that. And I go, oh, okay. <laughs> um, so then I did not do anything with that idea that summer. And it was right before, like, right before I was getting ready to to move to Manhattan and start my freshman year of college. And so it wasn't really the best time anyway. And so then the next summer, the summer after my freshman year of college, um, I was talking to one of my friends, Elena, and she said, she said, you know, I I just feel like I want to do something for God this summer and connect to, to the teenagers around me and share Jesus with them. And I go, whoa, me too. <laughs> and and so <laughs> I told her about this idea that I had the previous summer. And so she was like, yes, let's do it. And so we went to talk to our pastor who owns a building that is used for like church related things. And so he was like, he was like, yes, um, I want to be part of this too. And let's add, let's add speakers and let's add lunch and let's add t-shirts. And we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. (laughs) We're like, all right, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll run with this. And so, and so we started planning that. And then at this same time, there was a, there was a girl my age in the town nearby who had reached out to me, I kind of knew her, but like, not really. Um, Her name is Kaylee. And she, she has a clay earring business. And so she reached out to me because she knew that I loved Jesus. And so she messaged me and she goes, Hey, can I call you? I'm like, I don't know you, but sure. And so she (laughs) called me and she goes, she goes, I would love to talk to you about creating earrings based off of women in the Bible and so we started getting together and studying women of the Bible and creating earrings based off of um, their story and their personality and so and so that was happening at the same time that we started planning growing grace and so we brought her in and we were like hey let's let's use this ear- these earrings in this project um, in growing grace and then one of our pastors, He was like, he was like, Hey, I know, I know a girl who can do worship. And so, and so we brought, we brought Danny in to do worship. And then, and so this like little just like team like started forming and it just started happening. And then there was another girl who um who is also our age. And she messaged us after we started promoting it. And she said, Hey, I would love to help in any way that I can. We we're like, okay, sure. That'd be awesome. And then in a crazy turn of events, she ended up speaking at our conference also. And so, and so, like I said, this like team just like formed of these 18 to 20 year old girls. And we somehow like, by the grace of God, planned a conference in about a month or two. And so we were like, hey, this would be awesome if we could get 10, maybe 15 RSVPs for our little event. And so we sent out the RSVP form and started doing all that. And so we got 15 RSVPs. We were like, oh, that'd be cool if we get 20, 25. So then we got 25. And then it just kept growing and growing and growing. And we got over 55 RSVPs and then almost 70 girls showed up at the event and we were just blown away by the whole thing. At this conference, we had 70 girls and three uh, sessions of speakers and we had worship and we had plants and coffee and snacks and just this like huge community of, of girls that were able to gather together and... It was just this like crazy amazing experience, and I saw God's like sovereignty and plan more than I ever have during that summer while we were somehow planning all of this, and it ended up being so so amazing, more than more than we could ever imagine. And so then at the end of it, we were getting a lot of feedback, and we were like, "Oh, please do this again, and like do um, like." include like junior high girls or something like that. And so we were like, well, I mean, we have some extra supplies. So should we put on a junior high one? And so then um, literally less than a month later, we put on a junior high women's conference and we had oh uh, maybe 45, 50 girls at that one. And so it was just this crazy, amazing summer filled with planning this and doing all of All of this. So, yeah.
0: (laughs) Okay. I love it so much. I love it. Okay. But first of all, let's talk about how cool God is that He put that little tiny idea Mm -hmm. in your heart and then grew it into that and brought in all these people. And I absolutely love when younger people step up and lead and plan things like that. That is so exciting because I feel like sometimes the college, the high school age girls, they kind of get counted out as people try to minister to them, which is great. But I think sometimes we forget that they can also minister to others. God is not just using them to rise up, but they're already rising up and ministering to those around them. And I think that is something that is just so cool because that's exactly what you guys did. I mean, I've talked to you about it a little bit and God just showed up to that conference. So are you guys, are you planning more? I know you guys have an Instagram account and you've kind of been selling t-shirts and stuff, right?
1: Yes. Yes. So we do have um, an Instagram and so on that we, we just post um, encouragement and, just kind of write out our our thoughts or like what we're um, studying in the Bible or what we're going through and so yes and then we also sell shirts we we sell the shirts that we gave to the girls at the conference and then we also have a couple more designs that we have sold and so so yes that that is continuing to to grow on social media and yes we are we are starting to plan um for the summer and we have a lot a lot of ideas and so yeah we we never thought it was going to grow into what it is and like last summer but then also just continue to grow and this community continues to build of these girls who who want to lift each other up and yes like you were like you were saying I think one of the reasons that Growing Grace was so impactful was because we growing up we we get preached at a lot by by adults and that can be formative but it can also be not the same as other people our age saying, yeah, like God has impacted me and he has changed my life because we can hear it every week from our right. 70-year-old pastor but like, it's totally different hearing from someone your age, how, how he like is a personal God in our lives. And it's not, it's not just from Sunday morning. It's not just our parents' religion, but it becomes our religion. And when, when you want to share that, like with other people your age, it's like, oh, wow, like this is a real God and he has impacted my friend. So like maybe there's something that I should be paying attention to. And so, yeah, it is just completely different when when peers minister to peers. And it it's an amazing experience where we're, we are all building each other up and growing at the same time and growing together towards our amazing
0: God. And so, yeah, it, it was amazing. <laughs> well, and it's also... I think sometimes some of us forget how important discipleship is, like personal discipleship. And I think those type of relationships that are being built through that is such a beautiful example of what discipleship is. Because like you're saying, I mean, I remember growing up and hearing the sermons every Sunday, and it was kind of like, yeah, I hear it. That's great. But then when you have someone that you can relate to, or who is your friend, or is closer to you that can make it so relatable and you can actually see it more clearly. That's, that's huge, but okay. Also talk to me for a second. You, you just changed colleges kind of, okay. Ex- explain that to me. Cause I just found this out last night. I did not know you did this until Madison told me. So you were going for teaching. Is that right? Yes, yes. So
1: I was going to Manhattan Christian College and K-State. I was doing a dual degree. I was doing Bible and leadership here at MCC and then secondary education at K-State. And so this whole experience in itself is also just crazy. And it does have a lot to do with Growing Grace and my photography, because at first I just wanted to go to MCC just to grow my own relationship with God and to learn more about the Bible just for for my own personal gain, but then coming to MCC completely changed c- completely changed me as a person and a follower of Christ. And so, yeah. So recently, I I have been really debating whether I actually want to do teaching or not. And so back in November, I was just having a lot of like doubts and like worries i'm like is this actually what i want to do and so i was talking to my parents and i was like i just have so many passions and i just i wish there was a way that i could do that i could do them all for my career and she goes well why can't you and i go well i don't know <laughs> <laughs> and and so just realizing that I do, I can have an opportunity to do it all. I started um, just dreaming and thinking and these ideas started forming in my head of me in the future, opening up a, a building that just encompasses all of my passions and dreams. And so Like ideally would be, would be a coffee shop and a greenhouse and a place where I could sell the books that I want to write and a thrift shop and a photography studio and place where I can teach free Bible classes and just like all of these different things. And, and so then I started thinking like, is this actually possible? And then I was like, no, like mom, this is completely a pipe dream. Like this is impossible. And then she goes, Lillian you thought doing wedding photography was a pipe dream, wasn't it? And I go, yeah. And she goes, and you thought growing grace was a pipe dream too, didn't you? And I go, yeah. And she goes, God has put these dreams and passions in your heart for a reason. And she goes, you like, you need to do something with them. And she goes, "Look how far God has already brought you with with the dreams that He has planted in you." and so He is going to continue to do that and so and so that was crazy. And so I added an entrepreneurship minor at K State, but then I still was continuing my education classes, and I just wasn't, you know completely satisfied and so so I kept debating and debating what to do. And two weeks ago, I called my mom again. Um, well, at first I texted her and I was like, Mom, I'm debating my whole life again. She goes, Okay, I'll call you later. <laughs> and so um, she called me and I was like, I just can't decide if I actually want to do teaching or not. And she goes, Lillian, we had this conversation back in November and then we had it again in December and now I have it again now. And she goes, I think you know what you need to do but you're just too scared to do it. And I'm like, "Well, yeah, like the things that I want to do are so uncertain and so unpredictable." And she goes, "Well, where does your security lie?" And I go, oh. "Okay, mom." <laughs> she goes, "Does it lie in a job or does it lie in, in God?" And I go, "Okay, all right, all right, all right." And then I started crying because like I realized like, yes, I I know what I need to do. And so so now I, I'm in the process of switching to fully MCC. And so I will do a degree in Bible and leadership with an emphasis in counseling and tracks in pastoral ministries and social justice. And so the plan is to graduate next spring. And then after that, I will continue to take business classes at K-State to pursue this dream of somehow (laughs) opening this building. And so it has been a crazy experience. And it is absolutely terrifying going into all of this. But as of right now, we're going for
0: it. (laughs) Do you not just love when moms come in and just smack you with that straight (laughs) biblical truth and remind you? For real. (laughs) So first of all, praise God for moms who are like that. And that is so exciting. And so I know we've already kind of talked about this, but like when I saw that you were an entrepreneur and I, I could just see how good you were at photography and I could see how much you loved it. I, I well, let's be honest. I basically forced you to raise your prices because <laughs> I, yes. I helped you build out your new website. And so didn't I just set them yes. for you? Or I don't remember exactly how you it did. worked, but I I remember, I think you were you were not comfortable with the idea at first. And I said, you are you are not charging enough for your time and your expertise. And But we raised your prices. Yes. And you still had <laughs> clients.
1: Yes. I remember when you were building my website, you sent me a voice message and you said, I'm raising your prices to this price. And if I see that you change it back, I will go in there and change it back. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, okay, I guess I'll try it at least for a little bit. And um, yeah, it was absolutely terrifying raising my prices. But yeah, I still have tons of amazing clients and my photography has grown like way more even since then. So yeah, that <laughs> that was thanks to you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I I felt so bad. But at the same time, I I really felt like, I feel like sometimes I have a gift of I can see where God is leading other people. And maybe I'm just crazy, but especially when it comes to like entrepreneurs. And I I just felt like I could see it. And I was like, she's way too good. She's giving this away for free. And you had talked about how you wanted to do it, but you weren't sure like if you were good enough and all of these things. And I was like, no, I'm just going to give her a little push because this is this is what she needs. So luckily it worked out because I would have felt Awful if it hadn't. Have. Oh my gosh! But yes, my next question was going to be when you were deciding to leave K State and just go to MCC and all of that. If that was a hard decision for you, or if you were like, "I know this is what God is calling me to do. This is what I'm going to do." It, but you kind of already answered that, and that your mom helped, kind of give you the, the gut check that you needed. But maybe take a second and encourage someone who's in that same spot of maybe feeling like there's something else they're supposed to be doing or that they're not in the right spot. How can we encourage them to take that leap or make that pivot when it's really scary and maybe when they're chasing to what feels like a pipe dream to them?
1: Yes. Well, first of all, just acknowledge that it is terrifying and that is okay (laughs) It is okay to feel terrified because I I still do. I have no clue what my future is going to look like. But but when we have when we have a dream that is glorifying to God, I think it would be like border take this with a grain of salt, but borderline sinful if we do not follow that. Because like if the things that like are in our hearts we'll be, we'll be helping people or we'll be pushing people towards God or just glorifying God. Why not do it? That, that is why we are here on this earth is to, is to connect to God and his creation in, in, in people. And so anything that we can do to do that, we should. And so It is scary. Oh, gosh. I don't know if I'm the best person to be giving advice on this, to be honest.
0: Um. (laughs) You, well, okay. None of us get this perfectly. But you still did it. I mean, you're still making the change. So I think it's good when people see someone relatable that we struggled to do it. But in the end, we had the people around us encouraging us. And even if maybe it took us longer than we wanted, or maybe it should have, that we eventually did it. And I was just having this conversation about the phrase, do it scared and how sometimes when I'm absolutely terrified to do something, or if it's something I have to do, like getting on a stage to speak in front of a lot of people. The last time I did that, I was so nervous and it wasn't something I could back out of though. I mean, five minutes Mm -hmm. before I'm supposed to go up on stage, spotlight's on. I can't back out now. And I was saying that that phrase, do it scared, just kind of was ringing in the back of my mind of, I know that the enemy wants me to be afraid and maybe I'm doing all I can to not be afraid, but I still feel that nervousness and I still feel that fear and saying, that's fine. I'm going to feel this fear, but I'm just going to bring it with me. And it's not going to stop me from doing what God has asked me to do. So it can just come along for a while. And I think when we do that, that fear loses some of its power over us. When we just go through it and say, I'm terrified, but I'm going to do it anyway, then I think that just kind of, I think when we do that and we start doing that, it gets a little easier. And it also just makes it lose so much of the power that fear. Stops us from doing the things that God has called us to do.
1: Oh, definitely. Yes.
0: (laughs) So, okay, Lillian. Well, I am so excited to see what is in store for you. I know it's going to be so great because you are so good about being obedient to where God is calling you. And I know you are going to touch so many hearts and you are going to do such great things and you already are. So, tell everyone where they can find you because I am the first one to say if anyone needs a photographer this is my girl and oh. I'm always like Lillian <laughs> I need you so tell everyone where they can find you on social media or how they can get in contact with you.
1: Yes yeah, so I am on Instagram at Lillian Reed Photography and then our Grow and Grace account is well, I guess it, it kind of has like a weird username. I don't even remember. But if you search Growing Grace, <laughs> I'm sure you'll find it. And then I also have a website, lillianreadphotography.com. And so, yes, I would love to, to connect to anyone and to talk to anyone about Jesus or photography or following crazy dreams. Yes, please, please contact me.
0: All right. Well, Lillian. Thank you so much for joining us today and having this conversation.
1: Yes, of course. I'm so glad that it worked out. I know you mentioned this earlier, but you have been a a huge part in pushing me towards where I am now. And so yes, thank you.
0: I'm honored. It's so fun to watch you go where God called.